0: Are you ready to start living richer? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Live Richer podcast hosted by Jamie Catmull, a podcast created for people to challenge and manage their ideas of wealth, culture, and money across the world, bringing you the best personal finance advice to make more, save more, and live richer. Now, here's your host, Jamie Catmull.
1: I'm so excited to have Dr. Chopra on the show today. He's an amazing man who's taught so many of us to find abundance and peace in our lives. To start out, I just have a, I had a whole list of things I wanted to ask you, but I personally had a question I thought I should ask now that I'm sitting here. And I think with inflation on the rise and uh, financial stress many people are feeling and the insecurity when it comes to their money, what are like two things someone could do To, in their daily routine, to alleviate that stress and that anxiety that they may feel when it comes to their money and their personal finance situation at the moment.
0: So, Jamie, I do a lot of work on what is called total well being. And so, you you start with physical well being, emotional well being, then we go on to career well being, uh, job well being, social well being, and ultimately, community, and financial well-being. Although we have the data that money adds only 10% to your total happiness experience, um, that thing, money, is the number one cause of anxiety, even though it is 10% of your daily happiness experience. People worry about money, and um, it is causing a lot of stress as well. So I say, Before you get into how to handle money, the simplest way to handle is to stop buying things that you don't need with money that you haven't earned to impress people that you don't like. Uh, That is only going to give you stress. But if you take care of simple things every day, like good sleep, mind-body coordination, a little bit of deep breathing and meditation, most importantly, focusing on relationships And that doesn't mean you have to buy stuff for people that you love or care about. If you give them attention, which means deep listening, affection, deep caring, appreciation, deep gratitude, and finally, acceptance, don't try to change them, your network of relationships will evolve to the place where everybody takes care of each other. During this pandemic, a lot of people lost their jobs. And, you know, I'll give you one example. I met some woman who was um, lost her job and said, what do you do? She said, I do tech. I said, do you love it? She said, no, I hate it. I said, what do you love? She said, cooking. I said, why don't you start a cooking service? So, you know, start with Chinese food. She was Chinese American. And soon she created a network of, uh, of chefs, um, Indian, Chinese, Korean, this, and that. She has a flourishing business because she lost her job. Now, all the work that I've seen on happiness says happiness is just that. People find opportunities where other people find adversity. All you have to ask yourself is, what is the opportunity in this adversity? And then focus on relationships and your passion. Believe it or not, this is uh, called synchronicity or the spiritual way of abundance and success. You don't focus on money only because that'll, that'll mess you up. I mean, there are two kinds of people who think about money all the time and they're not happy. The extremely poor and the extremely rich. The extremely poor because they need it and the extremely poor be, uh, rich because they confuse net worth with self-worth. You know, I'm writing a book on abundance right now based on a lyric by Bob Marley. He says, some people are so, so poor, all they have is money.
1: <laughs> I love that. When's that book coming out? Uh,
0: soon. I, Mar- I, I, it's done. It's coming out, I think in March, I forget. but soon.
1: Well, I can't wait. You'll have to come on and talk more about it's it. It's called I abundance,
0: love it. The abundance, the Inner Path to Wealth. Because wealth is a state of mind. It's not how much money you have in the bank. I know people who are billionaires and they get distressed if the stock market falls and then their whole evening is ruined.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, with the market going up and down, it can affect you as a person when you see a huge amount in your account and the next day it's half that or less and people get really depressed. I know people personally, they have felt that.
0: And yeah, but those people, Jamie, are making money to make money to make money. They don't even have time to enjoy it.
1: That's right 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 there I wanted to ask you is it possible to chase wealth and have an abundant life and to feel centered and at peace
0: No, no. no. There's something called happiness formula 50% of your happiness comes from what is called the the brain um, set point for happiness if you see problems you're condemning criticizing playing the victim then you know, always complaining, then you're unhappy. On the other hand, some people look at the same thing and say, well, "What's the opportunity?" They're happy. Look at the pandemic. You know, a lot of people made money on Zoom and technologies and vaccines and on and on. <laughs> this is big. this uh, pandemic was a blessing to a lot of people.
1: So right there, we learned that it's taking adversity and making it an opportunity.
0: That's right. A lot of businesses flourished. A lot of people found new ways to work from home. They created networks. So 40% of your happiness comes just that, that one point, 10% from money. And the remaining 40% every day comes from the choices you make. So there are two kinds of choices people make every day. One's for personal pleasure, you know, alcohol, entertainment, sex, food, shopping. Shopping is the number one reason people think they'll be happy if they shop. You know, if they have a 12 (laughs) iPhone. I know some of those. (laughs) And then an iPhone 11 will make them happy. But the problem is that kind of happiness lasts only two, three days. There's another kind of happiness that comes from fulfillment when you have meaning and purpose. And most importantly, if you know how to make another person happy, you'll be the happiest person in the world. That's science, today's social science.
1: So my dad was right. When you're serving people is when you're the happiest.
0: That's what you'd always say.
1: (laughs) I have another question. This comes from today, another one that wasn't planned. I was listening to your Audible on Amazon. One of the episodes was regarding um, your true self and i was wondering as one tries to comes to know their true self do they also find financial success or happiness as we find that true our true self yes. and who we are
0: the true self is not dependent for validation on other people it's immune to criticism but it's also responsive to feedback the true self has always lives in possibility creativity insight imagination higher cause, and transcendence. So it brings abundance in every form, not just material, abundance In feeling secure. Not, you know, the biggest cause of insecurity is the search for security, paradoxically, yeah. okay? So if you are in touch with yourself, you're secure, you enjoy sensory and sensual experience in the present moment, you have the ability to fulfill worthy goals, you have creative expression and imagination, and you enjoy good relationships. That's the key to abundance, even financially.
1: So just so the listeners, and, and even more, I understand even more, is it is possible to feel abundance while you also have financial success. And does it, but you don't always have to have financial success to feel abundance? Yes or no?
0: Yeah, I would say all my life I've focused on only one thing, okay. and that is joy. I think joy is the only measure of success. You can have all the money in the world, and you're not joyful. What's the point? So I have always asked myself, am I doing something that is creating joy for me? Am I hanging out with joyful people? And am I creating joy for others and alleviating their suffering? And if it's yes to all three, then I do it. Otherwise I don't, and it's worked.
1: I know that you're doing a lot of work when it comes to people and suicide and helping them. What do you think is one of the key things people can do to help, help themselves when they're in a situation when they're feeling that type of depression?
0: Yeah it's it's a tragedy right now the suicide is the second most common cause of death among teens every 42nd somebody is dying from suicide last year more people died in Japan from suicide than covid-19 and we've created a forum called neveralone.love check it out www.neveralone.love and we introduced in that in that forum on online a chatbot, an emotional chatbot called PB. She was uh, the sister of the co founder of Never Alone, who's an English American uh, actress uh, who's in Hollywood, and she would sing with her sister. When she lost her sister, she lost her desire to sing. So she created this thing, and we helped her create Never Alone.love. And the emotional chatbot has saved half a million suicide attempts. Is having 11 million conversations right now with teens and other people, other people as well. So her name was P. V. Now we created another one called Charlie for people who are veterans, and we are making creating a no Charlie is for addicts, and then we created another one uh, called uh, a hero for veterans. And these chatbots are uh, saving lives. People are more, it's a sign of our times. People are more uh, comfortable talking to a machine than to a person because they don't feel judged. The machine becomes their best friend. And then, if they really need help, then we refer them to a counselor uh, who's at the back end of the chatbot. And as we speak, we are creating blockchain, cryptocurrency to even pay for it so people can get these services free. Right now, the chatbot is free.
1: Whoa, that's amazing. And I know it sounds like it's helping a lot of people, and I know it continue to help people. And I know a lot of people who are suffering from debt and financial things and losing their home, a lot of people feel hopeless. And that's why I bring that up, and because I've known people personally who have committed suicide due to financial issues, and they didn't know how to deal with them.
0: That's another thing. You see, the old stories where a few people, even today in the United States, 1% of billionaires control 50% of the income in the United States. No system has worked. Capitalism, because human beings learn to be corrupt, no matter what the system is. Capitalism hasn't worked. Communism hasn't worked. And nor has uh, socialism worked. So is there ever going to be social economic justice I think we can if we create uh, decentralized uh, blockchain economies which are emerging right now, even as we speak all over the world, we will democratize not only mental health and physical well-being, but also a system where people maximize their economic growth through a shared vision, complementing each other's strengths and helping each other through emotional and spiritual bonding. So right now, social scientists are saying that if you have those three components, shared vision, maximum diversity, complementing strength, and uh, emotional and spiritual bonding, you can create a new economy. And that's the young kids are already onto that in these different networks like Discord and Telegram and many other um, or many other networks that are emerging. So I guarantee you that we're going to see a completely different uh, story um, in the next uh, months or few years. There's an emerging paradigm where, um, you know, people will own their creativity rather than always uh, renting an agent or, you know, getting money from a bank. All that is old stuff. It's been going on for a long time, and it's only perpetuated social and economic inequality. And of course, all kinds of other injustices, sexual injustice, violence towards women, children, racism, it's all part of the divided mind. So now that we have technologies to connect us with each other, I think um, new technologies and some, some um, some access to wisdom traditions, we can hopefully move in the direction of a more peaceful, just, sustainable, healthier, and joyful world. That's my dream now at my age anyway.
1: Well, I think it's a possibility. And I, I'll put it out there that it is a possibility and it's going to happen. So I'm just so excited for all the work that you're doing, and especially with your new meditation app. and. Do you maybe want to tell me how meditation can help one feel abundance and peace in their life?
0: Meditation does many things. It quietens the mind, and when the mind is quiet, the body goes quiet, and that's when self-regulation starts and kicks in. So meditation biologically is very healthy. Emotionally, it gives you resilience, and spiritually, it accesses Creativity. It's the best tool for creativity. And so, you know, whatever intention you have, whatever intention you have, if you meditate and take your intention to the source of thought, which is the still mind, the true self, then amazingly enough, the intention is self organized by consciousness, which is a field of all possibilities. Consciousness is not the mind, it's the source of the mind. The so mind is thoughts and emotions, what we call the physical world and the physical body is a changing perceptual experience, but at the source of it is a field of infinite possibilities. That's what meditation does. So, you know, all these years, meditation has been promoted in the West uh, for stress management, which it is, of course, very effective, but it does much more. It helps you get in touch with the true self which is the source of all abundance and all affluence and all creativity
1: and let's try to and tying that back into like money and personal finance and one's own financial success how could meditation help with that can See, you give an once example
0: you know the organizing power of intention and the source of thought and your own values then commerce and money is the symbol of exchange. We call it currency, right? Mm -hmm. Because we exchange. What do we exchange? We exchange values. So if your values are uh, tobacco, alcohol, and sex, then you can go to Las Vegas and establish a business or you can do it online right now, right? But if your values are something else, you know, values are social justice, there's lots of ways to actually use that value to create affluence and abundance, no matter what your values are, as a provider, there are consumers who share those values. So ask yourself, always, if I had all the money and all the time in the world, how would I express myself, my unique talents, and who would benefit? Then go ahead and do it, even if you don't have the money and the time, and you'll see what happens.
1: I love that. And I hope that inspires a lot of people that are listening and that they do just that. Um, I also would like to know what the word live richer means to you. You are on the Live Richer podcast, and I love to ask people that. What does live richer mean to you when you hear that?
0: Live richer means um, don't be taking your existence for granted. You know, existence is a surprise. I mean, the fact that I exist should be a perpetual surprise and a perpetual source of gratitude. And once you have gratitude, that's the door to a richer life. You can't feel gratitude and poor at the same time. So just ask yourself, what am I grateful for? Don't even have to answer the questions. You'll experience sensations, images, feelings, and thoughts. Live those questions, and you'll have a richer life.
1: I love that too. Another question I have to have. I saw that it said that you've never been sick a day in your life. Now, is this true or is that just like a myth?
0: <laughs> according to my mother, I did have chicken box, but I don't remember.
1: <laughs> what do you think? Um, I haven't
0: been admitted to a hospital, had surgery or been, you know, I, I'm a doctor myself. Uh-huh. I'm an internist. So I can say very honestly that, you know, hospitals and prisons are very dangerous places. (laughs) (laughs) So as long as you are. I found in my mind that, you know, getting sick is a waste of energy time. I don't have time to get sick. So I don't get sick.
1: So what do you think as far as, like you say, what do you think was that just mind over matter? I mean, I know you talk about metahumans and things like that. I mean, what I do you do. think that I, is?
0: No, it's it's there are five or six things that will restore balance in your body every day. One is good sleep. Second, in my case, some kind of mind-body coordination and a practice yoga and breathing exercises. Also, um, you know, there are ways to stimulate your vagus nerve, which is the nerve in your body that is the opposite of the sympathetic nervous system, is the rest rejuvenate nerve And there are many things that will increase vagal tone, including singing and humming and chanting, but also breathing exercises and posture. So the martial arts, posture, (laughs) martial arts, um, yoga, tai chi, qigong, they increase mind body coordination. And then relationships, the more you experience empathy, compassion, love, joy, equanimity, the more you stimulate this nerve that counteracts the effects of what we call sympathetic overdrive. So, you know, as we were looking at the pandemic and who's getting sick, because a lot of people were exposed, some got sick, some didn't, some died, some didn't. Everyone who got sick, who were older people, they already had some chronic risk factor, heart disease, hypertension, whatever. And then the younger people who got sick had what are called cytokine storms, inflammatory storms. So what we discovered is, and this is not just our data, other people have looked at that, that anxiety, depression, stress, and inflammation go together, and they predispose you to sickness. So take care of your anxiety, stress, depression, and do everything to minimize inflammation. That includes the lifestyle measures, but also good diet. You know, when you take a diet that has maximum diversity of plant-based foods, some olive oil, like a Mediterranean diet, even the meat and poultry and fish come from, not factories, but from farms and, you know, from where life exists, farm to table, not from a factory. You can change the genetic information in your body. And um, 80% of the serotonin, which is an antidepressant in your body, that doesn't come from your brain, it comes from gut. From your gut. So, you know, if you take care of your gut and your microbes in the gut, you will have a very healthy life. And, you know, we work with a nutritional psychiatrist from Harvard, and we're creating the science on how by changing your diet you can change the genetic information in your body. And that's part of a project that we're doing right now at our foundation called the Longevity Project.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing. Love to hear more about that. Um, do you think, you bring up stress, and I know I keep tying this back because I just want people to really get this from it, um, to kind of run this home. When it comes to money and finances and stress, what, other than meditation, can we say one more time, what you think people can do to alleviate that stress from money?
0: Stress around money means that... Um, You are poor no matter how much money you have, you know, if you're stressed about money. And so when it comes to money, always understand that money is the exchange of values. Once you know your values, ask yourself, once again, what's my purpose? How can I help others? Then express your unique values. And there's an ecosystem of people who share those values. And that's what you will find yourself in. So that's the principle. Originally, there was no such thing as money. Then somebody said, you know, I'll give you a haircut and you can give me your boiled eggs. And then, you know, that became inconvenient. So we created this thing called debt and a piece of paper or a coin or a shell. And now we have Wall Street and all these people. These are human constructs. What we created, we can change. And that's happening even as we speak. You know, everything that we call normal is actually human created latitude, longitude, Greenwich Mean Time, nation states, colonialism. This is all humans have created that. Humans created money for the exchange of services, values, and goods. But we forgot that. We've replaced the symbol with the reality. Money is a symbol of exchange. And what are you exchanging? Values.
1: That's so insightful. I actually never personally thought of it that way. And so you've really taught me something today that I can actually use in my daily life and how I view money and how to even deal with that stress myself. Um, Again, I know that you have the app out and as well as your Audible series. I was wondering in the series, what out of all of the interviews you did, what did you want to get from that or give people when it came to the series like well, what were you trying to do like what do you want awesome. it to come from it
0: i want to learn that's it i mean everybody i interviewed was extraordinary in their own unique way so oprah expressed the power of vulnerability in storytelling and she's she's the queen in that area <laughs> you know and there's so much to learn from her uh, from her stories Then I interviewed somebody called Gabor Mate, and, you know, he's an expert in trauma. I said to him, I've never been traumatized. He said, you're lying. And then he took me through my whole life, and I obviously recognized (laughs) that I had been traumatized, and I'd just been denying it. And on and on, you know, there were some people who had recovered from cancer. There were people who spoke to birds. There were people who had discovered new species of trees. These people were not only thinking outside the box, they had no box whatsoever. They were not uh, bamboozled by social constructs or the hypnosis of social conditioning. So they were so original that the only purpose I had is what I, what can I learn from these people? And I have to say, I learned a lot.
1: I'm excited to listen to more of them. I know the ones I've listened to have been truly inspiring. And I love the meditation part where you led us through the meditation. It was beautiful, and it really helped me w- with my day and probably with the rest of my life, and Thank I appreciate you. that. Thank
0: you and much.
1: then I have to ask you, you talk about your first book, Seven Spiritual Habits to Success. What does what, what do you view as success when you think of that success word?
0: Success to me is the progressive realization of worthy goals. It is the ability to have the capacity for love and compassion. And most importantly, it is always to be centered with that part of you, which is infinitely creative. So those are the my three um, bullet points on what success is. The progressive realization of worthy goals, the ability to love and have compassion, and to be in touch at all times with your creative center, your true self. Do you
1: believe... Um, in order to feel love and to feel compassion, the one has to know their true self.
0: Yes, because then the giving of um, the giving of um, abundance in all its forms becomes um, very effortless, and what you give is what you get. I mean, always that's the principle. If you give, if you want to be successful, you make somebody else successful. If you really want to make good money, then you help others make money. That's it. One principle. Whatever you want, learn to give it and soon it comes back to you. It's called the law of karma.
1: I guess I need to practice karma more. (laughs) I need to do it more. And maybe I'll get more of that money back to me. I'm needing some now. See, that's not what I should be chasing. I'm supposed to be chasing joy and the things that make me happy and make others happy. And as I chase that, I will find success. Just Brilliant. like you were speaking of the woman who had the tech company and lost her job. And you asked her, do you like tech? And she said, no, I like cooking. And now she has a successful business doing that. Do you have any other examples maybe of people who maybe changed their course and um, through yeah, changing I that course?
0: i try and find people who have a very passionate and have something called a PhD. p stands for passion h stands for hunger and d stands for drive so if you have phd you'll be very successful and it doesn't come from harvard or mit it comes from your true self
1: did you always know your true self or did you have to go on a spiritual journey to find it
0: no i there's a period during my residency my fellowship my internship as a doctor where i totally lost in touch with myself because again the stress of being a doctor of seeing patients of being available all the time it gives rise to a condition that doctors know well it's called burnout and you you can't um, you don't have the capacity to even help yourself never mind help others so i did go through that period but um, that was a long time ago do
1: you what do you think the difference would you say the biggest difference from before you had success and you have now like what shift was there in your life that baby caused that?
0: Well, you know, success, you can make a lot of money and be totally stressed at the same time. And by the time you grow old, you'll have rotten teeth, sexual impotence, and heart disease, and a drug problem. So what's the point? So, you know, if you focus on joy, that's the only thing. I mean, joy is the healthiest response to life. And you don't need a reason to be joyful. You see When you see a baby or a child, they're joyful because they have curiosity, they have wonder, they have love. Where you look at a child who's trying to look into your eyes and smile till a till child catches you and your eyes and smiles, it won't give up, you know. And that's our original state of innocence, which is uh, joy. And once we lose it, then, you know, then we're trying to, Revisit that experience, thinking there's something out there that'll make us have that experience of joy when it was actually within us all the time.
1: I love that, and I know the listeners are going to love that too. And I, I want to touch more bit, a little bit on the meditation app. Where is the meditation app at? And it's called,
0: it's called Chopra, so you can go on the app store. The
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know um, and the iPhone app store and you can download it it's just called Chopra, C-H-O-P-R.
1: And how often do you think it's to, a person should meditate? Um, I, I was just curious because I myself had started the practice of meditation and I was curious on, is it something a person should do every day, is it something I do like before I came on the show today, or w- what do you suggest?
0: Well, you can start with a practice five, ten minutes every morning, but you know you can extend it to twenty minutes, or you can find ways to stay in that state all the time. You know, and that's what I've endeavored to do with these meditations. If you have one minute, five minute, half an hour, doesn't matter. There's something for you on the app. But soon, what you can see is also the biometrics. So if you're wearing, a, you know, one of these devices. Um, Fitbit or Aura or any of these modern devices that look at your heart rate and heart rate variability, even as you're meditating, you can see the effects on your heart and your blood pressure, etc. That reinforces the experience. So biofeedback is now moving to what we call bioregulation. Oh, my word.
1: So much is changing and making our lives better all the time. It's really amazing. And I want to just tie in one more last thing. Um, going back to money and well and wellness, um, do you feel that um, we could a person can find financial success through just through not only doing things they love and finding joy, but also by you said said trying to help people. Yes,
0: also these days, an ecosystem where everybody complements a team that complements each other's strengths. So, you know, if I have a business, there's people in sales, there are people who are managers, there are people who handle relationships. Each of these has unique talents. That's why they're in or should be in that department. And if they work together to complement each other's strengths, that's a very successful business. Think of business teams like Sports teams, you know, sports team have leadership with and coaches with shared vision. Sports teams are emotionally and spiritually bonded, and everybody's complementing each other's strengths. And that is a good business. Anyway, the, that era of, you know, I'm going to be successful only for myself. Um, it worked uh, in the past, but it also created a lot of stress and social in- inequality.
1: Well, and I have a question for you. You said you're getting older. You just brought this up. And so I was thinking, do you, how do you, like, what are you doing now differently maybe than you did 10 years ago? Is there anything you're doing different?
0: Yeah. I don't waste uh, my energy um, in doing things that cause either me stress or anybody else. And I only have that one criteria. Is it joyful? Am I working with people who are joyful to be with and are making a difference? I think you start with that, uh, you will be successful no matter what.
1: And you'll live a richer life full of yes. joy, it sounds like. Yes. And I think that's a huge thing. And I think that's something we all chase. And I think you've given us some great tips today on how we can experience that joy in our lives and alleviate the stress that comes from sometimes just living and being in a society with so much negativity thrown at us. And we're all so grateful for what you contribute and how you're helping so many of us. I truly appreciate it
0: personally. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Maybe we can do another conversation after the book is out.
1: I cannot wait. And (laughs) thank you all so much for listening and everyone remember to live richer. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Before you go, we'd love for you to subscribe to our show to catch all of our updates. Also, we want to hear from you. What are your burning questions about money and how to live your best life? Reach us at LiveRicherPod at GoBankingRates.com.